Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 14 of What's Happening in Travel with Kushro and Kerwin. And I'm Kerwin, and this is my buddy Kushro. There we go. And uh, so, literally yesterday, June 30th, we were recording this on July 1st. Uh, we were talking about, uh, we had a whole bunch of stuff to talk about yesterday, and we realized it was going to be too long, so we decided to break it. Uh, episode what would have been episode 13 into two episodes this episode 14 and today what we're going to talk about is uh and hopefully i won't take things off track but you never know right um kushro had some news on uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh a lot of retirements a lot of uh, companies are retiring their aircraft so today we're going to talk about the uh, qatar the triple sevens and the 8380s so let's start with Qatar and the triple seven special. What are they doing? So this is what um, Akbar Al Bakr, the CEO of uh, Qatar Airways, announced last week, mm-hmm. which was surprising and didn't make a lot of sense. Um, but I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Maybe uh, he has announced that um, he is going to retire all the triple sevens in their fleet, which is um mainly the 300er and some l's seven 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 l's the long holes okay. the, sorry the lr's um and which seems odd given that he has some deliveries of the 300er's in 2019 so that would mean that this aircraft would be purchased for use for only five years which is not really that Right. But I'm sure he has his reasons and he might get a good resale value, but whatever. So what he wants to do is replace the um, all the triple sevens with the new nines that he expects to get in 2024 and beyond. Is that and the 777-9s? Yes, the X's. Okay. So, and he's also expecting to do the 8s. Now, Boeing hasn't really started production on the 8s. I'm not sure what his time frame is to receive them, but the 8 will take the place of the 777Ls, the LRs, if you will, that are currently uh, in service. So um, I thought that was interesting, given that he's had quite a few deliveries of 777s in 2019, and these are brand new aircraft. Yeah. So... But he does talk, um, he, does, he puts his um, opinions out there, but then he also changes his mind a lot of times. But he certainly gets attention. And I think that's what he's going for here. Exactly. Uh, yes, uh, I actually met him in um, uh, ITV when uh. they were launching, uh, he comes every year. And ITB is the world's largest travel conference, which is held in Berlin. And it was actually canceled, or I guess maybe postponed. Well, it was canceled this year. It was supposed to be held in March, beginning of March. And because of the coronavirus, it was canceled. And uh, he is, he's always there. He's always talking about new things. Every, every, anytime Qatar launches anything, it normally gets launched at ITB first. And he normally comes in, the room is packed. Uh, they normally give away a model airplane, and um, and it's they they really treat the mm. media media well when they come. So 
he is he's always looking for uh i guess publicity <laughs> and mm -hmm. but and, who isn't really yeah so this might be what he's doing because I, I i think i did see that news conference that he that he did um because if he's dumping the lrs then uh, I, I guess maybe he's moving more those are older, those are lrs older, right? are older so there's some justification okay so he's probably, the 300 ers are newer um yeah much they're almost yeah. brand new but and, uh and then he's also said that he's grounding all the 380s until June 2021. Wow. So, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, I that's the major. Well, because oh, it's, it's not Qatar. There's, uh, oh, I was thinking of Etihad. Because I guess they, it, they've uh, probably put all of their, their, their new Q suites on all the planes yeah. already anyway. Not as yet. Okay. Not as yet. Yeah. The new ones, of course, have them. Yeah. But I don't think all the 300 ERs have them as yet. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a lot the of The 380s, money, right? really. And the 380s are going to be replaced with the Ws, the 300 ERs, and the 351 uh, okay. aircraft yeah. that he has. So I got gotcha. uh, I did get yet, a, I did get a look see of the 359 1000. Uh, or sorry, the three fifty one thousand. This is no three fifty nine one thousand. Um, yeah, there's a three fifty dash nine hundred and a three fifty dash one thousand, which is the longer version. Uh, they had it at the Pirates Air Show. Beautiful airplane. I actually have a video. Oh. I'll put a link to the video so people can check it out. Um, okay, so that takes care okay. of the. Uh, so who uh, the, were you finished with the the Qatar triple? Yeah, okay. yeah. But that's sort of a good segue about the 380s being retired because then okay. there was also news of Lufthansa retiring half their 380 fleet and then again um, bringing back the other half in 2022. Oh, okay. So, so they're going to have maybe like six in operation in 2022 and I'm not sure how cost effective that is to operate such a small fleet. But again, Lufthansa knows what it's doing. Yeah, and no so, one's flying anyway, right? I mean, I mean, let's let's face no. it. We see um, if uh, well, not if Americans can't fly to Europe, and uh, they normally use a three eighty to the North American market. Uh, I think Canada is probably going to be opening up because I think I did see Qatar was starting service to Toronto or something like that. I think they start to JFK today, first uh, of July. Okay. From and this is sorry, this is Emirates. This is Emirates, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and they're I'll, supposed to. Sorry, no, they're yeah. supposed to transition through the to the three eighty later this month. Because right now they're starting with triple seven. Okay. So um, yeah, so it it makes sense that they're cutting back on those airplanes because they're. Um, no one's going anywhere. Now, it's going to be interesting to see because I know that Lufthansa does Mexico uh, as well. And I think they use the A380 and they do yep, something. Yep, they do. They do they but do they've been America. using the 748 yeah. recently. Which is what they use. They use the 748 and the A380 to Houston. A380 is normally in the summer, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and then they sub the 748 in the winter. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, speaking of that, when, when you talk about A380, it's like Houston, we normally get the Lufthansa A380. Um, and I think Emirates have used the A380 into here. Yes. Yeah. And uh, who else do we get for A380s here? Is that it? Yeah, those two. Those two, yeah. So, um, yep. so D must just be like a ghost town because nobody's, no international carriers are yeah. coming in anymore. Such a shame. Turkish is starting end of this month, end of okay. July, I believe. But I think Aeromexico and Taka, I mean, um, Avianca Taka, I think are still flying, as far yeah, but, as I know. But they normally use the yeah. ERJ 190, I think, is what they're right. trying to hear. Right. Yeah. So, um, but uh, then on that same note, Air yeah. France flew its last 380 flight uh, this week. I'm not sure if you would could classify it as a scheduled flight, but it had a AF380 flight number, oh, which was okay. coincidentally their first flight number uh, when they started the A380 service 11 years ago. Is that the one we flew uh, on? No. Uh, okay. No. Because Kishore and I, we did a flight, um, Air France, when to launch, the, to launch the A380, they did a flight from London to Paris, and we bought it. familiarization. Yeah, and it was, it. and uh, we bought a business, it was a business class ticket, it was an awesome flight, but it was like 45 minutes. <laughs> so, so, actually they did a rather nice thing, they flew their support staff, their 380 support staff on this flight, Yeah, um, for about two hours around France, okay. on this 380. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm, I was reading why um, Air France has not had success with the 380, whereas others like Lufthansa and Qatar or others yeah. have had much more um, uh, exposure. But they said the cabin of the 380 was what was disappointing passengers. Really? So, yeah, that's what some of the reviews said. So, a subpar 380 experience on Air France. But uh, that's interesting. So, that's one less carrier. Yeah, you so, think they could have fixed that, right? I think a lot of these airlines, so they've realized that they've extended a lot, right? And if you think about it, uh, people just are not traveling, um, you know, they, they, which is why the planes are packed because they only have like one or two flights on a route, but they normally have uh, six or seven flights. So the airlines have to think, well, okay, fine, we're just going to park these planes because it's cheaper to park them um, than to operate them. And, uh, and, and things that weren't working for them, they're just like, well, we're, we're, gonna, we're just going to get rid of it, which is probably like the 880. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, just, that's my thought on, on a lot and of And then these. one last 380 story for this week. Qantas has parked all their 380s at Mojave in California. Well, so far, Alan Joyce, the CEO, says it's only until 2023. Uh -huh. I have a hard time believing that they will bring it back after yeah. three, almost three years. Wow. So it's a huge reduction in capacity for them, for at least LA and San Francisco, because they used to fly the 747s there. And now yeah. the largest aircraft they have is the 789. So that's what they're going to use for LA Sydney and LA Melbourne? Apparently so, because the yeah, okay. 744s have gone, and now supposedly the 380s have gone. Yeah. Wow. So, but I guess with the downturn in traffic, those should be yeah. sufficient. 
Well, because I was just talking to a friend of mine this morning and he's in Australia and um, they, you know, it's contained, but their borders is probably closed for the next six months or so to international, yeah, to international traffic. So, um, yeah, except I guess New Zealand, right? Um, yeah. So it, it makes sense that, uh, and you know, and Australia is a big country. People don't think it's as big, but it really is. I mean, it's small, but it's big, right? Um, and so what they're encouraging people to do, which a lot of countries are doing, is encouraging people to do staycations, which is such a weird word, but uh, they're encouraging people to travel within their own countries and visit their own countries. Um, I know the United States is doing something similar. However, uh, we have a lot of hotspots and we have a lot of quarantines. So, um, you know, if you're going like, uh, I think New York, New Jersey, Connecticut have a quarantine. If you're flying from Texas, there's a 14 day um, self quarantine that they have. But in Australia, you're actually free to roam within the country. You just can't leave the country. So it makes sense Mm. that, uh, Qantas and I assume so what is Virgin Australia doing if Qantas is dumping those because Virgin Australia also flies that route do we know and they I, they've got uh, yeah 300 ER because I don't believe the 330 can do it or maybe it can yeah they don't have anything else uh-huh. in terms of white body aircraft yeah so, and, they're, and they're in um, trouble too anyway right right but Bain Capital has taken them over Ah, okay. Where are these oh, so they found companies getting all this money from? <laughs> yeah. But I'm oh. curious to know what's going to happen to countries like Fiji uh, that rely on so many Australian and New Zealand tourists, if, that, if they will be included in the bubble. And all those other South Pacific islands that yeah. really depend on tourism. That's true. They well, will be included or huh. left out. That's something we probably have to look at because I know that initially, um, and what we don't think about it is a lot of cruise traffic that goes through those islands. And yeah, yeah, during the whole cruise scenario, um, they weren't accepting anyone. So they were one of the, one of the early places to say no visitors. And they, there was a cruise ship, um, I forget which line it was, but it had, it had, it was coming from Australia and it had all these stops within the, these islands, it couldn't make any of them. And uh, or actually when, as the COVID thing continued, they, they just kept getting refusal, refusal after port, port after port. And eventually they end up coming back to Hawaii. And then when they came back yeah. to Hawaii, they, their passengers went and they flew to the different places that they have to, flow, to fly. Um, Cause even Bali in Indonesia, yeah. depends so heavily on Australian New Zealand tourists. It does. So I don't they also must be so hard hit. Um yeah, I want one of my I, friends was just just left Bali. I need to ask him. But you know what's what's weird? So you you know you and I are talking about the, the aviation aspect of all this and things that are going crazy in different places. And then you see people and they're like, oh Bali is fine. And I'm like which part of Bali are you? Are you just looking at Bali from an expat point of view, or are you just thinking of it from the, the local people that are, that are actually living there? Um, so we do, we, do, we do get people having different, I, I guess, different uh, perspective. perspective, thank you, of how things are. Yeah. 
and I, you know, there's a generation gap. There's no question there. <laughs> yeah. But all right. So that's the A380. Um, was there was there another one that was doing something? I think I've covered all of them. All right. So we got Lufthansa. We oh. got the Qantas. Um, Qatar, Qatar, and, and Air France. And Air France. And all right, so oh. a few a few weeks ago, we talked about the crash of the Pakistan uh, A320, and a lot of news have come light now uh, because it's been a while and they've done the investigation. They've had a chance to retrieve the back boxes and check out the data. So, um, what have they found, Krisha? Well, they actually found that this crew was, um, at the very least, incompetent and um at the worst criminally negligent i think wow because while karachi tower was talking to them about being too high too fast they were discussing random topics in the cockpit and it turns out that they when they were making their first landing they did lower the wheels of the aircraft the undercarriage mm -hmm. but just before touching ground, they raised the wheels again, inexplicably. Hmm. So the aircraft actually landed on its engines, scraped the runway, destroyed a whole bunch of cables and who knows what else, and then, even more weirdly, took off again. Wow. So they lost most of their cockpit uh, controls because of the... Uh, collision with the ground uh -huh. so that contributed significantly to why this aircraft crashed because they had no controls left and they were just not paying attention to um communications from the tower wow. so and they actually had a picture a surveillance picture of the aircraft um scraping the ground at the karachi airport runway that's it was very hazy, but they did show it. But yeah. then that brings me to this new report that came out last week. Okay. That 30% of Pakistani pilots with operating with Pakistani airlines have fake um, licenses, pilot licenses. How is that possible? I cannot fathom how that is even remotely possible. Yeah, there's so, like... There's no, there, I mean, I assume there's a civil aviation board just like every other country. Yes. And there are but, pilots that do check rides. Uh, well, they apparently, these supposed fake pilots paid someone else to take the exams. Um, and they have no flying experience prior to being hired at these Pakistani airlines. Again, this sounds just completely unbelievable and fake, if you will. But apparently that's the truth, because just yesterday, hmm. European um, EASA, which is the European Travel uh, Agency, if you will, yeah. they banned PIA till the end of the year. And they so, were banned and, before. They've also been yes. banned from the US as well. Um, yes, but they still fly into Manchester and Birmingham. Yeah. I don't know if they fly into London Heathrow on a regularly scheduled flights but uh so that's going to be hit but the fact that this is happening i i do not understand and i cannot even comprehend I how they would not know how to fly an aircraft yet be hired by these airlines 
Yeah. But it seems to be a true story. Yeah, that's so, great. That that is I don't I don't understand how that is actually possible. Like so, how is how is that not already fettered out and yeah, I don't know. So so that's yeah, it we have on go ahead. And the preliminary investigation into this 320 crash, they're not sure if one or both of these crew members were fake. Um, but I guess that will come out when the final report is yeah. revealed. But you know what I don't get? It's like, I mean, I guess flight simulator is really good. <laughs> because they, they, I mean, there, there's recurring training. There's, there, there's health certificates. Um, yeah. so this, this, I mean, if this is true, uh, there's a lot of people involved in this. It's not just the guys sitting in the cockpit, right? Over 260 people, pilots, which is a hell of a lot of people. Yeah, that's insane. That, that's During insane. That's absolutely Pakistani insane. airlines are yeah. not that large. Yeah. So 260 of about 860 pilots. Yeah, that's bizarre. Wow. The good thing is that this is occurring during a time when people are not traveling. Um, you know, so they can sort it out and they can um, fix it and get the, the people who, who actually know how to fly or qualify to fly the airplanes back into the skies when they start doing that. The fact that. that it's happening or has happened should be terrifying to most traveling passengers. Well, yes, but, exactly. And, and it's weird because you and I, we like to fly different airlines. So um, this is very terrifying. So, wow. All right. So that's our update on the, on the Pakistani uh, airlines thing. And then, uh, so more liquidations. What, what's the latest you have yeah, on the liquidations? I know this is a very random choice to, of carrier to choose. But um, this is Nock Scoot, which is um, a low-cost carrier, actually one of two that has a wide-body uh, aircraft in their fleet, the 777. Mm -hmm. And they are a 51-49% collaboration between Nock Air in Thailand and Scoot, which is the SQ subsidiary out of Singapore. Um, right. Nok, by the way, means bird yeah. in Thai, and I always was intrigued by the, I'm going to call this a very ugly nose, with <laughs> a, sort of like a duck nose on their aircraft. Is but that again, a, that's a very on? subjective, yes. <laughs> big, and it really looks very realistic. Uh, yeah, I'm going like, to have to find a picture of that, and it's, if you're watching this, uh, you'll be able to see a picture of what the nose of the airplane looks like. I'll, maybe I can find a picture and put it on the website as well. <laughs> they used to fly mainly to northeastern China, for whatever reason, uh, Japan, Taiwan, and India. Uh -huh. So um, it was not a large airline, but Nok Air in Thailand is pretty big. Yeah. This was their uh, long to medium haul uh, subsidiary. Okay. So that's gone. So Nok Air become, well, I guess. Nok Air will stay because they Nock have mainly within regional and um, intra Thailand. Okay. So, but it's this long haul, medium haul subsidiary, which had triple sevens. That's gone. Uh, 
in collaboration with Scoot, that's gone. So, so um, when when Scoot, which is the the subsidiary of uh, Sing of Singapore Airlines, Singapore. so when they started, um, they started with triple sevens, and they did like you know Australia, Singapore, Australia uh, was and one regional of the Asia, and yeah. regional, yeah. And uh, I'd actually flown them, and uh, they were very weird because. They announced a date for their inaugural flight. I bought a ticket for that inaugural date, and then they moved up the inaugural date, and they refused to change my ticket. They're like, we can't change your ticket. I go, but the only reason why I bought the ticket was because I wanted to fly, fly an inaugural flight, and they said no. And so um, I've had a love-hate relationship. I, and then for a long while, I, I did a review. I got For a long while, I kept getting emails of people asking me about Scoot and emailing the, you know, the people having problems and they were emailing me and asking me because when they Googled, I'm the person that would come up uh, for it. But, um, and that's a now, but then they, they changed their name from Scoot to Tiger. No, they still, no, Tiger, they merged with Tiger. Oh, they merged with Tiger, yeah. So they still have the Scoot Singapore. name, but they, but they changed yeah. the code because the, the code is not TA anymore. Uh, or, TZ, which was a code for ATA American Transit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The code has changed, and now they're like, they're like Scoot. They're like something Tiger Air. Um, okay. So they've, yeah, they've changed well, the, that slightly. As far as I know, the Tiger Air Singapore name is gone. Uh, it's now yeah. Scoot. Yeah. So. Um, so a lot of these airlines, they do these things. They take over other people's certificate, and uh, one of the things with airline codes is. And as an airline geek, you'll find that you end up flying um, the same airline twice because, or different airlines with the same code. So American Transair had TZ, and now Scoot took TZ, and TZ is actually gone again because Scoot is no longer TZ. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one, TWA is TW, and TW Air took that one, which is another airline in, uh, in somewhere in Asia. Korea. Uh, EWA. EWA. So um, that's sort of the one thing we got. We, we'll probably have to do a show on that, right? And just talk about all the different airline codes, where they went, where they came from, why they named their name. The other thing we could do is airport codes. We could talk all day long about airport codes, you know, where they came from and all the cool ones that uh, actually spell words. So that might be a good show that we can do in the future. Yeah. yeah. Is that all you had? Yes, for this week. All right, perfect. So uh, there it is. That's it for episode 14. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Uh, if you just Google uh, Coach Show and Kerwin. And remember, we've changed our name. So we're now What's Happening in Travel, uh, W-H-I-T. And uh, But you just find us on iTunes. And please download. Uh, the, more, the more downloads you get, the more we can keep the show going because uh, eventually we can probably get sponsorship. And if anyone wants to come on the show, just let us know. We're actually trying to talk with two friends of ours to see if they can come on the show and do uh, and just talk about aviation. And so if you have a topic that you want to talk about or if you want to come on the show, let us know and then um, we'll get in touch with you. So once again, this is Kerwin and uh, with What's Happening in Travel for today, July 1st, 2020. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.